Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I want to tell you a story about a man I met in a bar a long time ago. One hand, Harry. He was a collector, old Harry. A collector of army memorabilia. I'm always looking for an angle, a profit. A way to make some extra walking around money. Taking out these blondes for dinner ain't cheap. Sure, the war stories will get you so far, but money will get you further. We left the Battle of Hammer Hill in France battered but victorious. And as I walked over the German trenches, I began to see weapons, bullets and knives scattered everywhere. My American mate Charlie said they'd be worth a buck or two after this nightmare was all over. Collectors. I never heard of that. A collector. So I started collecting and by the time I got back to Melbourne I had a couple of crates stashed away. I had all sorts of items. Guns, medals, uniforms from both sides. I often found that the German stuff went for a high price. I almost thought about opening up a shop until my former commander came over and <coughs> grilled me about profiteering, so underground I went. I moved through the various underground criminal gangs, but they had little use for military weapons. Thugs, mainly. They wanted uh, weapons they could hide. I managed to flog a few German sawbuck bayonets, but even those were too large, and the dopey bastards often stabbed themselves trying to escape the law. So there I was, Crates and crates of goods, worth thousands to my estimates, and nowhere to move them. So I piled it all up, back into the crates, locked them up, put them in storage, hoping for a fat retirement fund. The years went on and I went to the RSL meetings. And when the time was right, I mentioned uh, my little collection. I made a few sales here and there. I even decorated out my house with all the bits and pieces I'd collected over the years. One day, the neighbours came over asking about the guns. They'd been keen for a bit of firing practice. So, we went out to an old mate's farm, dressed up a scarecrow in an old Nazi uniform and took shots until dark. We swapped stories, talked about old mates we'd lost, and held back the tears. That was the best day I'd had in years. The neighbours said goodbye as we fell out of the taxi blind drunk. One of the blokes mentioned he had a brother-in-law who was a keen collector. I said, send him over. No worries. Morning came, so did the hangover. The farmer had been making moonshine since one of the Americans showed him the recipe in France. My head thumped away, almost missed the knock at the door. I opened the door to see a spotty little redhead bloke standing there. He was keen on seeing the collection. He was young and I asked him how old he was. 19, he said. Righto, come in, I answered. I invited him in and asked him what he was looking for. He said he didn't know what he was looking for, something new. He had a medal, uniform, a few bayonets, but he wanted something different. 
I started placing the rifles back up on the wall. I'd created a mural of sorts, of all the different rifles from both sides facing each other. He looked at them eagerly. I asked him what his name was. He said, Harry. I asked Harry if he'd ever held a gun. He said, no, but he'd read about it in the army manuals. Harry wasn't able to get into the army due to being colourblind. One of those blokes. A wannabe soldier. He moved away from the wall to my fireplace mantel where he began to look over the German hand grenades which had been laid about in between the steel helmets. I had my back turned mounting the last gun when I heard it. He had picked up the German hand grenade and twisted the top. What is this, German? he asked. I woke up three months later in Heidelberg Hospital. The nurse asked me what happened. I asked about my collection. She mentioned the police would be coming by as the explosion had taken at the neighbour's lounge room and killed the cat. My little cul-de-sac was scattered with army collectibles. The neighbour noticed a German second Reich flag on fire floating along the wind. She got quite the shock. I was told Harry had lost his hand and needed facial plastic surgery. Three months later, and several painful nights, I was wheeled out of the hospital and headed for the police station. I confessed a lot. The collection, the shipment into the state, and my stored goods in the uh, warehouse in South Yarra. The police were impressed by the items I collected, but they were surrendered to the military and tucked away safely from spotty little collectors who don't know one end of a grenade from another. Hi there, thanks for listening to this week's episode entitled One Hand Harry. You can catch me on the socials and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.